Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. You might have heard Michael Hawthorne on the radio with us in the past. He's an investigative reporter. He focuses on the environment and public health for the Chicago Tribune and Michael, you're always my go-to guy when it comes to these forever chemicals because I know no one who's investigated this more than you have, and I always appreciate your input. And the EPA came out this week, and they said they're going to do something about forever chemicals in our water. Yeah, a lot of people would say it's about time. I mean, the EPA is known since at least the late 1990s when uh, the 3M Corporation finally fessed up that uh, it knew that the chemicals that it pioneered after World War II had a lot of problems, including building up in our our bodies, uh, causing various health effects, including cancer, and uh, really wreaking havoc throughout the environment as well. So uh, these standards announced yesterday by the Biden administration uh, are a long time coming. For the first time, there are going to be legal limits on some of these chemicals in drinking water, especially the ones that are most commonly detected, at least here in Illinois, which are the original Scotchgard chemicals that 3M made starting after World War II, and then a related chemical that 3M sold to DuPont to manufacture Teflon, which a lot of listeners might remember is in cookware, uh, also used to be in Gore-Tex clothing, used in a lot of wiring. So for the first time, these chemicals are going to be uh, limited to four parts per trillion, not billion, not million, trillion. And so that's a reflection of just how dangerous these chemicals are, especially now that there's a lot of human health studies out there, not just the animal studies, not just the industry studies, but studies of thousands of people in the United States that associate these chemicals, exposure to these chemicals at very small concentrations with a lot of health problems, including kidney and testicular cancer, uh, obesity, high cholesterol, preeclampsia in pregnant women, uh, low birth weight in children, which leads to a lot of problems later in life. And at least for now, water is considered our chief source of exposure. Once this is in place, perhaps by the end of the year, for the first time, water utilities in Chicago and all over the country are going to have to start testing regularly for these chemicals in treated drinking water. And if they're above that four part per trillion limit, they're going to have to start doing something to overhaul their treatment plants and get those chemicals out of our water. So the question is, do they have the money to do that, and will they do it? Well, they're going to have to under the law. The Safe Drinking Water Act requires that, just like the the, the law requires uh, uh, water utilities to do things like you know chlorine and bacteria and lead and other heavy metals. They're going to have to now start testing for and treating in case of, of violations for these certain PFAS chemicals. And the good news is, number one, there's already a big pot of money that the Congress earmarks every year for water and sewer improvements. Here in Chicago, we've been using that money. We've been tapping into that money for low-interest loans for the last decade to replace water mains that are you know, dating back to when we still had wood conveying water through the city of Chicago. And, you know, we tap into it for our sewage treatment plants as well. So there's a big pot of money there. And then also here in the last couple of years, you know, the the Congress and the Biden administration have passed a couple of these really big infrastructure bills. And there's at least nine billion 
right off the top for water projects, including helping especially rural and, and small communities with not a huge rate base to, if they have problems with these PFAS chemicals, and a lot do, that they're going to have assistance from the federal government, the taxpayers of the United States, to help afford making sure that the water is clean and safe to drink. It's safe to say we all have these forever chemicals in our bloodstream right now. How many generations do you think it will take before we're clear of them if these these protocols are put into place? Oh, that's a great question because I, I mean, I interviewed a farmer in Maine who had to shut down his organic farm because the land was contaminated with these chemicals. He's in his late 20s, and, and he estimated that if he was not exposed to these chemicals anymore, that he'll be in his 70s by the time these chemicals are out of his body. That, that's the problem. We're being constantly exposed. Some of the chemicals, the original Scotchgard and Teflon uh, formulations, they take seven years alone just to get out of our bodies. And if you're being constantly exposed to it, well, that cycle just keeps going, right? And some of the more recent replacements that 3M and DuPont said were going to be safer because they didn't build up in us, well, we're still being exposed to them every day. So it's it's persistence, it's bioaccumulativity uh, on a on different de- definition. So th- that's the problem. A lot of people would say what we really need to do is start put, stop putting these chemicals in the environment in the first place. It's affecting our fish, our wildlife, our food supply, and it's causing a lot of problems that are just now really becoming more widely understood. I appreciate your work, Michael, and I know your time is limited, but I hope you'll come back. You got it, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me. That is Michael Hawthorne, investigative reporter for the Chicago Trib.